Welcome to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Monday, November 20th, and the Ravens are gearing up for a matchup on primetime on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, as the Ravens get ready for that matchup, we had a chance to talk with head coach John Harbaugh today, and he provided some updates on the injury front on several key players and also looked ahead to Sunday's game in L.A. Okay, good to see everybody. Appreciate you guys being here. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, we are um, working on, on the uh, Chargers game coming up. Had a chance to uh, study uh, the, you know, the Bengals game on Friday as a coaching staff. The players will come back in tomorrow afternoon and uh, we'll probably debrief on the Bengals game just a little bit, make our corrections, uh, things that we need to build on going forward you know, for the next game. And then uh, it'll be all about our next opportunity. So what questions do you have? John, uh, I know after the game we talked about Mark likely being out. Uh, with all the tests that have gone on, um, is, is that a definitive uh, yes? Yeah, it's not. nothing's completely definitive yet, uh, but my understanding is, in talking with uh, our trainer and the doctors, is that uh, it wasn't as bad as initially feared uh, right after the game, that there is, uh, there is the, uh, the type of damage that's done Sometimes in that kind of an action, what happens to the ankle, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It's a little cleaner than they thought, based on the MRI. He's going to be involved with uh, Dr. Anderson down there in Carolina, uh, uh, in Charlotte, here uh, next few days, and uh, that we'll know more. But there might be an outside chance he could get back at some point in time. So we'll just have to see how that goes, though. And I don't want to say that's definitive by any stretch, but there is some optimism. John, I had a couple of fans ask um, why uh, Roderick Washington was inactive on Thursday. So just curious what went by that decision. Yeah, I mean, it just has to do with our opponent, you know, the types of formations and personnel groups they were in, the type of game they play on offense. It was, uh, it was a, 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 a strategic decision in terms of how best use our personnel. And what if that, acknowledging that, what have you seen from his play uh, you know, this year compared to last year? And obviously, you guys gave him the contract extension in August. Excited about right, yeah, Broderick's, Broderick, I love Broderick. I mean, Broderick, is, uh, he's the guy that just brings it every single practice, every single game, very physical player, uh, does a great job pushing the pocket, pass, run game, uh, leader, uh, tone setter for sure. Uh, just one of our, he's a Raven. So uh, we love it when he's out there. He understood the situation, you know, and uh, it just kind of, that's a week-to-week process. Mark, obviously, beyond his what he brings to the table as a receiver, is blocking. He's become a very good blocker. What have you seen from Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler as they've kind of improved as young, growing blockers, also? Yeah, I have seen that, Ryan. I mean, those guys are they develop and they've been getting better really every day. You know, uh, every part of every part of their game. You know, as uh, as tight ends, in uh, inline blocking, perimeter blocking, pass game stuff. You know, as Charlie made the catch. Isaiah had numerous perimeter blocks that were outstanding. Charlie's been doing a really good job with the inline blocking the last uh, month or so that he's been out there doing it. So have full confidence in those guys. I know they're going to go in there and get their shot and do a great job with it. John, I got an opportunity to spend some time with your brother before, during, or after the Michigan game. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, they came over. Uh, Jim and Sarah came over and uh, watched it with Ingrid and I. So we, uh, we watched that game, tough game. Uh, Great win for Michigan. Kudos to Maryland. They played played a great ball game, so uh, we got a chance to watch it. So it was fun. What was 
was that experience like to watch the game with the guy who's supposed to be on the sideline? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, it's, uh, it's my brother. I think he would, he would have rather been on the sideline. I got a pretty good feeling, but we appreciated him being over at the house. Uh, Sarah was, she was great, as always, charming. And uh, we, had, we had sandwiches and uh, snacks. Would you like the menu, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't catered. It wasn't catered. We make our own sandwiches most of the time. But uh, uh, no, it was, it was good. And uh, he did have his play sheet and his call sheet in front of him. And, you know, that was kind of fun to talk a little football during the game. Did you learn anything about, like, the way he thinks in-game? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Got uh, some insight in the way he thinks. Uh, you know, I, I know he's very involved with the play calling offensively, obviously, and, and uh, you know, that's something that's uh, – I just – I credit his team and his coaching staff for overcoming that. I mean, it's, it's a big, tough – it's a challenging thing not to have your head coach out there. He's an offensive coach. Obviously, quarterback, quarterback coach, are very involved in everything they're doing. But uh, that's hard for him. You know, I'm not considering to say it's not. You know, and you know, obviously, I think it's incredibly unfair. You know, what, what's going on. That's how I feel about it. And um, but I think he's handled it at the highest level. He has, you know, someone like you know, in that situation, you, you have no power, you have no say in any of it. You just do what they tell you to do. That's what you have to do. And uh, and um, and the facts aren't all understood or, or, or out. But uh, certainly the quote-unquote investigation is not complete, uh, not even close. So, but that's where it stands. Just from a personal level, that's all aside. The chance to be together as a family, it was, it was great. I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm sure glad they came up with a win. John, um, have you seen enough from Travis Volkolek to believe that he could be a guy who could help you here going forward? If you, uh, you know, add a third tight end to your roster? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a process, you know, a work in progress. He's, uh, he looks good in practice. Travis does a great job. He's tough on our guys. He makes catches. He's, he's developing as a blocker. Um, you know, it's a little bit tough to develop in season the way the rules are now for young guys. I, I do have to say, because you're not in pads very much, you know, you're not really doing things that help guys develop as football players. And that's, that's, a, that's one of the sad things about the way it works. It's necessary, but it's just, it's just tough. So I don't think you really know about what a person could actually bring to the table until you get them out there. So we wouldn't know for sure, but I would say all, all arrows are pointed up for sure. You know, he's, he does a great job, and I'm excited about his future. John, what's your reaction to Joe Flacco, not only being back in the league, but back in the AFC and working with Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great for Joe. I, I, I saw where Joe had said a few times where he was wanted to play still and still had still had plenty of juice left. So I don't doubt Joe. I never doubt Joe. You know he's uh, he's an ultimate competitor, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. John, more than ten weeks into the season now, just where big picture have you seen your team make the most strides and maybe achieve some goals that you've been. Uh, hoping for and progressing toward as you continue on? Well, I mean, you know, we're just so much in the middle of that right now. It's really, it's really just right now we're just trying to get ready for the Chargers game, you know, and get our game plan together. You watch that team on tape, how talented they are, uh, all three phases, great quarterback, you know, great skill players, uh, high draft picks really everywhere. So um, that's really what we're just kind of getting ready for. But I will say this about our team in terms of development, uh, I just love the way they play. 
I mean, we, we, we play hard and we play with discipline. You know, we try. We do our best to play smart. And, uh, and they're very conscientious about that, try to do the right things that, that lend themselves to winning. You know, and that's what you appreciate as a coach. They care about that. They care about winning and playing winning football. And they, again, they just play so darn hard. Uh, you just have to be proud of them. I, I put the tape on. I'm proud of that part of it. I'm proud of a lot of it. But um, you know, that speaks to who they are as people and, and players. So you just got to keep building on all those things. John, the uh, way some people talk about pass rush, they kind of reduce it to one-on-one matchups. But the way that you guys play, it's a lot of teamwork, a lot, it's a lot of selfless, selflessness. How do you think that those two factors have kind of played into the way that you guys have played this year? Right. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you know, it is both. There is one-on-one matchups a lot of times, but it's also teamwork and playing together. I mean, even when you are one-on-one, you've got – there's five rush lanes and four guys usually, and you have to account for all those rush lanes when the quarterback gets out, which he has against us. You know, quarterbacks have gotten out and made some yards. They did in this last game too, and they do every week in the NFL. Yet you try to minimize that, so you can't get sacks if the quarterback's running away. So you've got to work together. I've never seen a sack that was just completely one-on-one. Completely. I mean, there's always a team effort involved there. But then, to your point, you add in the blitz patterns and the, and, the, and, the, and the games and stunts and all that being executed at a high level. A lot of times it's the guy that doesn't get the sack that deserves most of the credit sometimes. And the fact that I think we have 14 guys who've gotten sacks this year, uh, still too shy of last year. I think we had 16 different guys get sacks last year, I was told. So uh, that's, that's a credit, really, to that point you're making. But really, any way you can get them, is the way you want them. On that, in, in the summer, we talked a lot about um, Chuck Smith coming to work with the young pass rushers, and then, you know, Adafi always production recently. I mean, are, are we sort of seeing the fruits of that labor? I mean, is he is he a more sophisticated pass rusher maybe than he was when he came into the league? Oh yeah, absolutely, Charles. Great point. I mean, Chuck Smith does a great job. I think he's an outstanding coach. Uh, he, he's got uh, he's a technician. Uh, he's very, uh, he's studied this thing his whole life, you know, and his whole adult life, I know. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, Anthony Weaver's another great coach. Those guys team up and work together on that. I think they do a, just a phenomenal, nobody does a better job in the league than those two guys coaching the pass rush part of it. And then to your point about Adafe, worked incredibly hard at it, and he's still, I mean, on the ascend. He is getting better all the time. And I, I think he's going to, you know, he hasn't even, I don't think he even scratched the surface yet about how, what kind of player he can be, pass rusher, run defense, all of it. So when you say uh, improvements, where has he made improvements? Can you be more specific, hands, speed, where? All of them. I mean, you know, he's a much better game runner. You know, all the, you know, he's a better penetrator. He's a better looper in terms of timing up that. It's cleaner now than it used to be, Mike, a lot of times, you know, especially with the, uh, the TE stunt. You know, we're not, getting that, we're not getting jammed up and slowed down as much as we were off of the, off of the penetrator. I also think the one-on-one moves have really, have really smoothed out. You know, uh, spin move is moved out, not perfect, you know, a lot of times, but he's got four or five kind of kind of moves, I would say two or three go-to moves and probably four or five moves overall that he uses pretty regularly. That's that's a big a big addition to what he was before, more just kind of a straight speed rusher probably when he first got here. So, uh, yeah, he's working hard on all that stuff. With Justin Medivike, he's blowing away all his career stats from before this season. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Could you, could you um, go ahead and repeat the whole question? With Justin Medivike blowing away all his career stats um, from previous seasons, what have you learned about him watching him come into his own that maybe you didn't know before? Has anything surprised you as you've seen him this season? Yeah, Justin, great question. Uh, nothing really has surprised me because I, I knew he was going to have a great season. You know, you could see it in the spring. Uh, 
summer. You kind of saw it the last couple of years. I mean, the talent has really been there. And again, it's a developmental thing. I mean, guys grow as players. Third round pick, a lot of talent, uh, and has always played well for us. But man, I mean, another level just in terms of the, uh, the, the combination of his explosive talent, the time in the weight room, and all the things he's worked on to just become bigger, faster, stronger, quicker, all those things, but also the technique, more consistent, much more consistent technique-wise play-to-play than he had been before, and it's showing up in his stats. Keeping that defensive theme going, um, Brandon Stevens, what, um, you know, he played really nicely for you guys this season, just at large. Where, where are the strides or the specific areas you've seen improvement in? Yeah, I, I think he's, uh, he's just seeing things quite, kind of quicker and, and probably processing in, such, in more of a kind of a subconscious way. Uh, he didn't play defensive back a lot uh, coming here and um, hadn't seen a lot of those things happen. So I think he had to kind of think his way through his reactions. Now, not the case. You know, he's reacting his way through his reactions. He's seen it enough. He just responds and, and uh, it's just playing faster as a result. John, Thursday, on Thursday night, we saw Lamar kind of push through that, that ankle injury. Um, he said he was fine after the game, but now four days removed, does it seem like everything's okay with Lamar on that ankle? It does, yep. John, Thursday, I, I think it was Darby for two drives, and Yassine would come in. Then the fourth quarter, we saw Armour Davis a little bit. Was that a matter of just, you know, he's earned the playing time and you wanted to see a young player play in that situation? And how, how would you assess how, how he performed? Yeah, I mean, I thought he played well. Uh, the little bit he was in there, we de- definitely want to get him on the field and give him a chance to kind of grow as a player. So that was an opportunity to do it. And uh, I also think there's competition for those those reps, you know, out there. Uh, you know, Marlon hopefully be back this week. We'll see. But uh, uh, you know, we've got kind of a deep corner group, and they all want to play. So give guys a chance to get out there and play and um, kind of build it going forward. John. Uh... I know we asked you about the, the hip drops on Thursday. Um, you had a report today from USA Today that one member of the competition committee with the league uh, suggested that the uh, rule be put in place to ban it outright in season. Uh, do you feel strongly either way about just the hip drop as a. Yeah, I kind of got in my mind a plan for that. You know, that uh, if I was king for a day, what I would do. But uh, I'm not, so, you know, no one cares. But. Uh, I, I, for right now, I just think that the, the, it's in good hands. You know, the competition committee talks about those things, and if they decide to do something, it would be for a good reason. I know, I know Roger Goodell uh, gets involved in all those things as much as he can, and uh, Rich and all those guys do a great job. So whatever, whatever they decide to do uh, at whatever point in time, uh, now would be, you know, you just, you just abide by it and just say, hey, it's what's best, you know, and then in the offseason, I'm sure there'll be debate and it'll be voted on and all that. But uh, right now, we're just trying to trying to get ready for the next game. How do you guys talk to your defensive players about that? I mean, is it is that a, is that something you teach because it is in the toolkit right now, or is it just do they do it by instinct, or how, how do you deal with that as coach? No, we don't teach it. You know, we we, we don't teach it. Um, I don't think I don't know, I can't remember one of our guys doing it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't remember seeing it from one of our guys. Uh, it's not something we teach. On injuries, any anything um, with Odell's shoulder? I know it was it was a little rough after the game, but any update there? I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's not going to be uh, it's not kind of a long term shoulder thing. So you know, guys have, you know, I, I promise you, every single guy, we could sit in here, 
you guys would probably want to sit in here and go through every guy and their exact status, what they got. If you're offering, yeah. yeah which I'm not. But, uh, but you could, you know. So everybody's got something. I got some things too. I could tell you my, my issues is if you were really interested. <laughs> John, without um, Andrews, will you, or is there a possibility you might use more wide receiver packages and just go with that? Oh, sure. I think so. You know, um, everything's on the table for sure, Mike. You know, more wide receivers are going to play those guys, those tight ends, more than they have played for sure. Kind of keep it, mix it up. One thing we want to always do is keep it moving. We don't want to become, and sometimes you have to be, and we have in the past. You know, you get forced into certain kind of groups based on what your, what your, what your roster looks like. But really, I, I do believe more than we have been, you know, in the recent memory, we're probably more prepared to deal with something like this than we have been. Uh, we have a lot of guys that can step up and make plays, uh, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. Uh, feel really good about the guys that are going to all together fill in for Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark, listen, man, Mark is like such a competitor, such a talented superstar player. It's impossible to replace him per se. We have to replace him together as a group. And I really believe we can do it. You know, and then uh, when he gets back, we'll just be that much stronger for it, um, you know, whenever that is. So. When you say like, there's an outside chance for, for Mark, I mean, are you thinking like big like playoffs maybe? Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say right now. He's got, if, you know, once he gets back maybe uh, later, you know, from this week, maybe, uh, maybe that's something we could, we could mention and talk about because we would just know more. And, and also I'd probably have to lean into Mark on that too. You know, what are his thoughts on it? So I don't want to speak for Mark either, but – I do. I'm telling you this. There's no bigger competitor. Nobody wants to be out there more than Mark Andrews. I mean, this guy, he is all about. He's all about everything, but he's all about game day, you know. So, I try. I, you know, I'll give him a hug every now and then, tell him I love him because I do love him. But I try not to get too close to him sometimes, you know. I mean, he's he's all about it. Without speaking for him, what you say you're not going to do? But do you have a sense of his mood right now? How frustrated he is, or anything like that? In the course of the three days since this all happened? Yeah, I, I I couldn't even say. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's frustrated, but. He's okay. He'll be okay. He's tough. John, uh, do, you, do you feel like the issue, the issue is whatever you want to call them with the run defense are, are pretty fixable with you, know, you guys giving up some yards these past, past couple games? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not too worried about our run defense. You know, we, got a lot, we take a lot of pride in that. The Chargers are 4-6 and six on the season. And, you know, it seems like their margin for everybody to get in the playoffs is great at this point. Uh, do you coach any differently when it's a, a team that's desperate for a win, or is it just continuing to just coach for your opponent? No, we're desperate for a win. You know, we're 100% desperate for a win. That's, that's what we're uh, focusing on. That was head coach John Harbaugh. You're listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. If you want more of a breakdown from... That was head coach John Harbaugh, and you're listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. If you want more of a breakdown from the game last week, the victory over the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football. Head over to the Lounge Podcast feed. We've got a full breakdown. We're also going to have a film breakdown as well that's going to drop tomorrow morning, so check that out over on the Lounge feed. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again tomorrow as the Ravens continue their prep for this matchup against L.A.